0: This is Channel Two Five Three. In this episode of We Art Tacoma,
1: you know anybody can sit at home and watch something on Netflix, but we also also the curation of people come to movies at the Grand because they know that it's going to be something solid. Uh, they may not like everything, uh, but they can can recognize the quality in the filmmaking. And if you sit down at home, it's like okay, let's watch something on TV. There's such a avalanche of of choices to choose from.
0: Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com.
2: This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Canberg. I'm producer Doug. Producer Doug, how are you hanging in there? Uh, here, there, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Just like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, today's guest is uh, Philip Cowan, the executive director of the Grand Cinema. And uh, I check in on what the Grand has been doing, the movies that they have streaming and uh, what he thinks the future of cinema and the grand are and uh, I'm happy to say he was uh, optimistic so let's give it a listen. We are here with another episode of We Art Tacoma and my guest is Philip Cowan. Philip, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, great to be here. Yeah, really happy to have you. You are the, if I make sure I get your title right, the executive director of the Grand Cinema, is that right? That's correct. Uh, I have been by the grant, but like many people, I have not been in it for some time. How are you handling the
1: pandemic? Uh, It's very different, that's for sure. So we we shut down uh, to the public in mid-March and then furloughed the staff a week later. Wow. Um, And since then, we have been uh, putting on films virtually online, but it's not nearly the same as hanging out with people coming to a cinema and getting together to do it. Yeah.
2: Tell me about how, how that, that's worked to get those films online uh, because it seemed like an interesting way to, to get around, you know, people could watch Netflix, but you're offering some, how are you doing that?
1: Sure. It, well, it's, we're kind of the middleman on it. So it's very distributor driven. Um, distributors make the decisions of what films that they want to put online or not. Uh, and then they just, as in the normal industry, you you learn of the films that are available and you decide what you want to promote through you. But it's up to them, and they they really do all the work for it. They set up a landing page on each of their websites for each cinema. We just send them a logo, uh, and then we link to them. So anytime you watch a movie through us, it could be a totally different landing page. We're sending you to a distributor of, of music box or uh uh, any, all the film distributors have their own landing spots. So yeah. so so sometimes people will contact us and say, oh, you should play this film. And it's kind of not up to us. It's kind of what, what's available through the distributors. Interesting.
2: Are you, in your sense, are these the movies that we would have been seeing this summer if we had come to the Grand? Or are they different? Like, like are they they different in some way? Or what, what, what might we have been watching? My fear of a missing out of these, is obviously pretty high right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, a lot of these would be the same the the downside is the biggest movies are getting pushed back because if they yeah. if there's big budgets so they had big anticipation of making a lot of money off the film they're not going to make it online so they're just holding those until places can reopen so yes you're seeing a lot of movies uh, but not the the number one titles the ones that are going to be drawing the biggest crowds you're seeing a lot of films that would have been our tuesday films Are smaller foreign films or smaller, smaller documentaries with, with a few exceptions here and there. Uh, You know, the, we had the uh, the documentary on John Lewis that actually opened just before he passed away. And that one would have, that would have been a really big one and we're still still holding that one because there's strong interest in it. And, and a few others like that, those um, but you know, like there was supposed to be a, a Wes Anderson film opening this summer distributors are definitely not going to open oh, yeah, up the, the french to,
2: dispatch the kind of like the new yorker kind of thing
1: yeah and so last i saw i haven't looked super recently it had been pushed back to like october and i th- think it wouldn't surprise me if that keeps getting pushed back and maybe it already has been
2: yeah i remember christopher nolan's new film tenet is delayed indefinitely basically they didn't even put it on the calendar
1: because who knows well actually i think they're doing a weird one. They're releasing it internationally now before in the U S because other places have their act together a lot better than we do. Mm. So you can see it, see it abroad. Everything is
2: political. It turns out, even (laughs) which movies you can see or not. That's uh, sad to hear. Yeah. Wow. What, what else is the grand able to do? Um, You know, many people think about the grand is like, this is a place where I go see movies. There's four, four options. I can go see what they are, but I know obviously from my you know background with the grand that there's a lot of other things the grand does. What of those other things have you been able to keep going during
1: this whole time? Sure. We're definitely making some adjustments and trying to keep things going. So for about six years now, we've been doing a youth film camp over the summer and obviously we can't do an in-person film camp this year, but for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing a virtual film camp online uh it's just an adjustment to you know to see how it works and uh and try to to be able to do something for for kids we're doing it for age kids 10 to 16 and so we kind of took our the film camp that we'd had before and adjusted it moved it from a one day film or a one week film camp to a two week film camp um and rather than making people stay online all day we've kind of adjusted it to where they're online from 9 to noon and then given tasks to do kind of at home or with friends or family to kind of go off and do stuff in the afternoon and they loop back in the morning. So stretching it out a little bit and trying to make it so that you're not as weary of zoom chats as everybody else. Right.
2: Had. I think I've been on four today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Thank you I for totally, being willing to agree to do another one. I would do it. A- yeah. This is only my second of day, so, yeah. <laughs> um, But, and we're also behind the scenes. We're planning for a Tacoma film festival in October. Wow. Okay. Um, we don't, I, I, you know, if you had to ask me, I'd say ninety percent chance it'll just it'll be all online. Um, but we're checking with the technology on being able to pull that off. Um, if we're able to do anything in person, we certainly would. You know, we're exploring pop- possibilities of doing a pop-up drive-in somewhere around town, sure. looking for big parking lots to do that. You know, what happens and what doesn't, I don't know yet. Um, but Metro, Metro
2: Parks did one of those. Uh, we and and we have some that we've done around. You know, the community um, at some of our spaces. But what you find is, you know, there's only so many cars you can fit. Um, and there's certainly not, you know, uh, yeah, it's not as many people as you can fit in a movie theater probably.
1: No. How did, how did the technological aspect of those go?
2: Tricky, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 one of the hard things about all this, you know, when we pull off the virtual film camp or the online screenings, or if we did a pop-up like this, you don't have much experience to go on. You, you can try to learn from others um, and you'd certainly try to learn from others, but then you're kind of doing it once or twice and there's not a big learning curve to keep improving on it. And hopefully this is not something that a year from now we're still having to do. So it's, I, you just, you're just adjusting and hoping to get back to normal as soon as you can. So you you're in your normal learning area.
2: Will the grand be here when the pandemic is, is done.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We're, you know, the, the ironic thing, if you could look at it as a good thing is the timing of this, the, the grand makes its money during the winter months from November, January, uh, November to February. And so, so far we haven't hit those months. Obviously we're getting close on those. So we've, we've been closed during our slower time of the year when quite frankly we lose money in all those months this and so this year we're just losing money in a different fashion um, <laughs> but you know but so spoken like a true birth
2: administrator yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so we're we're the the thing that's going to hit us harder is when we get to thanksgiving and if we're not open then when people are really coming out to films so
2: yeah. Well, I, I do want to talk about the future of all of this in, in a sure. little bit, but uh, how, are, how do you think the students are, are doing making movies, you know, in this new way? Have you, have you seen them yet? Uh, how is
1: that process going? I have not. I'm trying to stay out of it a little bit so as to not create more zoom things just like, okay, now let's have a meeting and talk about this. So once it's over, we'll, I'll check in a little bit more, but you know, it's, it's a little bit more hands-off and you know, our, our goal always to the film camps is to be, to teach people something that's not just straight filmmaking, but, you know, making a narrative, making an argument and things like this. And this one, we kind of focused a little bit around making short things. Maybe kids go and can make a better TikTok video or something like that. You know, something that's relevant to them. Yeah. Um, it's a great idea. Yeah. My, my
2: wife, uh, did, so you have your youth film camp, but last year she did the the adult film camp uh, that you had okay, for yeah. a couple of weeks and had a blast and uh, just, you know, really is, has the film bug. And it was oh, so awesome. cool to be able to, you know, learn more about the systems and the cameras and the lighting and all of that stuff with, with uh, other people around Tacoma. Like it's a great service that you're offering like that.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's something I, we don't have anything on the agenda to do another one until we get back to, to normal. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to do that. There's still so many other things we want to do. One of the you know, we we now have the ability to tap into some of the Tacoma Creates funding that might help us do even more of those kinds of things in the future. Yeah. What were you hoping to
2: or if, if you can say, you know, what were you hoping sure. to do when when you know when all that assuming things had been normal? How do you think the grant would have been moving forward?
1: The if everything had been normal, we would have uh, used Tacoma Create's funding to hire a first true education person who's a full time education. Uh, and then we would have been going out into the schools to, to do after school programming uh, in schools designated by the school district. We would have gone wherever they felt that we were most appropriately needed. Yeah. Um, and then be able to teach storytelling throughout the year and. and and we would have been able to purchase. We, we wanted to keep it to where there weren't any barriers to kids. So we would have been purchasing phones. You know, they, if they have their own phone, they can use their own phone for it. But we would have been purchasing uh, phones to be able to do the, the videos and things like that. Because we, be we wanted to teach kids on something that they already had rather than saying, okay, now you need to go buy a camera. Right. But they're not going to go buy a camera. Just use your phone and this is how you edit. And this is how you edit on your phone and then do those things. So.
2: Well, and, and you, I mean, you've played you know, major releases that have been shot on iPhones. There was that one shot at, uh, Florida something, you know, that was shot on an iPhone in Disneyland. So they didn't get caught.
1: Yeah. There's been a few, few like that. So it's, it's a, you can put together some amazing quality stuff on new technology. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean that's one of the best things about filmmaking now is it's so accessible. Yeah. Uh, any, anybody can go, I mean, you, is just the, the viability of TikTok and TikTok and YouTube and some of those things that just anybody can go make. So sure.
0: It's, sure. It's,
1: I mean, you could say it has its downsides too, but it's certainly accessible. Right. The Chinese government might be snooping on it, but uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> On your TikTok, tell me what do you think? What have you seen change in uh, uh, Tacoma's film community in in the fourteen or so years since you've been executive
1: director? Um, I think. Within the film community, I mean, the, you know, the 253 film competition or the 72-hour film competition, which you were integral in starting at the Grand, um, I think that's been one of the biggest things, is you see a much more filmmaking presence in the community. You see filmmakers produce things year after year, and then some of them are making feature films and uh, just really grow and get to know each other, and, uh, you know, it's it's that's that is the most rewarding part of it to me you know playing a film you know from Spain or something is great and I love to be able to do that but watching the local presence uh is is the best part of all that so
0: yeah um
2: yeah I think um it's also interesting to to well here let me instead of me observing let me ask you a question Sure. During the time you've been director, there's been a real uh, shift in how people are consuming movies, such as, you know, like more Netflix, more things like that. Have you seen that effect? Uh, who's coming to the grand or the kind of films that you're getting?
1: Uh, I don't know that it's affected our kind of films that much. One thing nationally and with so prior to Sundance each year, there's an art house convergence that started about 10 years ago, where people in my position from around the country and even around the world come together before Sundance and talk and share stories and ideas and, and everything. And one of the things that everybody's noticing is that the attendance for foreign movies has dropped dramatically everywhere. And I don't have a great reason for that. Um, and, and I haven't heard of, I've heard theories, but you know, it might be because they're accessible on so many other platforms, whereas before it's like if you wanted to see some great French movie, everybody would flock to see that. And now there's just, uh, you know, so many different choices to, to see different things. And right. so you those trail off. Um, well, and but, the rise of
2: telev- the rise of, you know, amazing television, and I'm sure has changed things, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there, there are so many there definitely are so many places to get material. I, you know, I attendance in the last year has dropped off a little bit, you know, prior to COVID, obviously, Uh, can't quantify anything during this. Um, But it's also it's hard to tell from one year to the next, because one or two films can make or break a year. And so you're going to see some natural things. So one of the things you can look back and look at our history is like if a Wes Anderson film comes out, we've had a good year right and that's just one film and one filmmaker so it can it can really skew up and down
2: yeah i remember it would be you know march of the penguins or you know there would be some movie that that especially like that one i did not see that coming you know but but it's like okay we'll play a penguin movie for 20 weeks uh
1: yeah (laughs) okay no those those are the fun surprises that uh yeah, yeah. That's and that that makes that makes the film industry we, for it. Yeah.
2: When I, we were playing Sideways, when I was at the Grand, and we had to get another uh, reel uh, for it because that one had been through the projector so many times oh, right. um, that it looked that it had just uh, basically fallen apart. Which was the only time that happened when we were there. That was the other big movie when I was it was. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, I want to take a quick break and when we come back I want to talk about uh the future of of cinema and movies as you see it.
0: This is Doug Mackey, producer of the Channel 253 podcast network. This episode of Channel 253 is sponsored by Pacific Lutheran University. PLU is expanding its graduate program and creating more and more ways for you to continue your education. A master's from PLU can take your career to the next level or it might just be the thing you need to pivot to something you've discovered you're passionate about later in life. The master's in kinesiology is a whole new graduate program, adding on to PLU's decades of experience with advanced degrees in nursing, education, fine arts, marketing, and more. Think about PLU as a sort of training ground for what comes next. Earn your spurs here, and then ride your new master's degree into the sunset. Best of all, if you live in Tacoma, PLU is just down the street. That means there's no Seattle traffic between you and your degree. To request more information or attend an info session, visit plu.edu graduate. My thanks to PLU for their sponsorship of Channel 253. Welcome
2: back. Thank you to our sponsors and thank you to the members of Channel 253 who are supporting the work that we do. Uh, I'm personally very grateful to have you uh supporting this this project that we're working on this show all of our other shows uh we are relying on you just like we are the sponsors so if you're interested in supporting it is channel 253.com four dollars a month or forty dollars a year thank you so philip um yesterday or actually i'll say this week in uh the stranger They were speculating, and this is pure speculation, but someone said, you know, I think that the AMC at Pacific Place, that, you know, big megaplex at the top of the Pacific Place Mall in downtown Seattle, is going to be like a target in two years. And it got me thinking, it's one of the things that actually made me really want to get you on here, because I do have a sense that the film industry is going through... Uh, huge changes very quickly Um, both in terms of how movies are made how they are being distributed Um, and I just want to get your sense of of how you could see that happening what might people expect are are we going back to movies like we used to or what kind of changes might we see
1: it's hard to say Um, I I personally think movie theaters are going to be around for the length of my lifetime yeah but like anything they need to evolve and you know people expect more things out of a movie theater than they did before and it's kind of up to everyone in my position or the big chains to be law for more for for the big chains a lot of that was like the big fancy cushy seats you know and so that's one of their big and then it was
2: alcohol you know that 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 becoming more common
1: yeah and and for us it's you know we're we're a small venue, so we can't put in the big fancy seats, or we could, but there'd only be 30 seats in each theater, so it's not totally financially viable. But, you know, so we have to offer something extra too. So, you know, we've always, you know, we don't do it every screening by any means, but, you know, we try to offer the the film discussions or directors occasionally and things like that um, to, to add value or create it with a series of science on screen or something like that. But it's also, you know, People talk about our popcorn, and they always have talked about our popcorn. Absolutely. To make sure that that's something that people continue to, to expect. And, uh, you know, yeah. just just giving something else. Because sitting at home, it, you know, anybody can sit at home and watch something on Netflix. But uh, it's, it's just hard to do. But we also also the curation of people, you know, come to Movies at the Grand because they know that it's going to be something solid. Uh, they may not like everything, uh, but they can can recognize the quality in the filmmaking. And if you sit down at home, it's like, okay, let's watch something on TV. There's such a avalanche of, of uh, yeah. I would rather pick from, from.
2: from your four movies than from the thousand, the endless scroll. Yeah,
1: uh, it's and then, You know, because if you sit at home and you find out you wasted your time on a terrible movie, and plus it's just it's just tedious to look through. So we we offer that. It's like, come see something at the Grand. We're gonna offer something good.
2: Yeah. Do you think that that the that the chains are going to have a have a hard time bouncing back? Um, because you know there is a sense uh, that I have. There, my understanding is there's a couple changes that are happening. One of them is is that there might be a ruling that now says the studios can own movie theaters again, which no. hasn't been true in our lifetime. Um, so that might be a ripple effect. And then you just add in you know this is a long time to go to carry giant lease you know leases on these these expensive spaces um the grand i'm sure can handle well you know we can talk about this but i'm sure the grand is more equipped to handle um you know a 50 percent reduction in people coming out to theaters for a little while that might be really hard for a big movie theater to handle that much revenue loss
1: yeah i mean it's like for example you know point rustin down there i have no earthly idea what their rent expense is but that's a expensive location. Yeah. Uh, You're already seeing some businesses come and go from down there. So it's, it can't be a cheap place to be. So, and they're still having to pay that, you know, for us, we've got a smaller footprint, uh, certainly a lower rental cost. um, Volunteers. (laughs) Yeah. the Volunteers are a huge part of it. And and we also have people, you know, our donations during their closure has been about double what they were before we closed. Our, Our memberships are down dramatically but the donations are up. Uh, and you know, we're with memberships you know we just, we just have different ways of, of trying to create interest and keep people's support that the big chains, you know, you're not going to yeah. go join AMC at this time of yeah. year, you know,
2: the grand is very, very special to me. I volunteered there. I worked there. My wife and I met there and I remember there were stories. Um, you know, I had a, a woman come in who, um, she wanted the March of the Penguins poster, just to mention that, because she, she met her husband. That was their first date, was going out to uh, see right. March of the Penguins. And she wanted the poster when we were selling it at the end of the run um, as, like, a, a way to, you know, remember that. And that's, you know, your first date probably isn't, you know, sitting at home watching Netflix. You want to go out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, the, the, we, we get stories like that all the time. And. And we, you know, we've had weddings at the Grand because of the same, same kind of thing. We so, came on our wedding. We didn't get
2: married at the Grand, but we did come on our wedding day and get pictures taken uh, oh, okay. in our in our my tux and Mary in our wedding dress. So we definitely cool. definitely did that. Stop by. Um, do you? So one of the things that I do you remember the movie Outbreak from the early '90s? Uh, it was it was about a pandemic. Um, I never did see it, but when the pandemic hit, I started yeah. hearing
1: about it again. Yes. It, it
2: got, uh, one of the things, it, it like hit a Colorado town or something like that. And the big source of transmission was a movie theater, which they showed you right. sitting in, you know, as you're sitting in the movie theater, you're like, it's like, this is really unkind uh, to do to us. <laughs> That's right. Um, theaters were some of the first places that were closed. People are going to be nervous. How do you imagine, you know, uh, easing back into this
1: might go. Sure. Well, you know, movie theaters in Washington can't open until we hit Phase Three, which is an unknown time. And for us, you know, we're going to kind of play it by ear. We we don't have a set plan in place because I don't know what society is going to be like when Phase Three hits. But right. we're not. I don't anticipate opening like the day after Phase Three says we can open. I don't anticipate opening immediately because you know, we have an older clientele and they're important to us and we want to make sure everyone's healthy. So we would, we would rather wait longer rather than try to open too soon, mm-hmm. uh, both for people's safety's sake and from the business sake. If, because if we, you know, just to be honest on the financial end of it, if we open our doors and we still have all of our same costs for staffing and everything, but our attendance is only 25%, it's not a financial model that's successful. Yeah. So we're, and to some degree we're, we're better off staying closed a little longer until audiences can come back in a more robust nature. And that may not be until there's a vaccine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've been wondering about, you know,
2: thinking about through myself, you know, it's like, well, you know, at Metro Parks, like like the zoo is open. Um and I, I, it's an, you know, I can do that in entirely outdoors, which I'm very comfortable about, but I still look at it. I'm like, I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Like, and I think people are going to be feeling that way about all of these things right now until there's a vaccine is like, just kind of feeling out what they're comfortable with and what they're not. Um, I'm very glad yeah. to hear you say that, that you're, you're expecting the grand to be here, you know, through the long term, That's good to hear. Yeah, no,
1: we're, we're we're lucky that we've, we have financial reserves that, but that also that people have stepped up and donated and, you know, all of the, the government programs have helped that we, you know, we applied for and received a, a paycheck protection program loan from the SBA, uh, various, there's various arts grants that we've gotten and we applied for one through Pierce County that just came up last week and, and, you know, we're, we're paying attention to try to get, even if we're just trickling in five hundred dollars here a thousand dollars there you know we're looking for anything that we can to to help pay the bills well until we can get back open and do what everybody expects us to do
2: yep which is to show movies and that's really cool that you're you're planning on a um a virtual uh s- virtual or you know in person uh Tacoma Film Festival that's good to hear that's a always yeah. a, an exciting thing through the uh through the on the schedule
1: yeah well I mean that's one of those things that you know, independent films that you wouldn't get a chance to see elsewhere. But the, the difference on this one, you know, we talked about doing virtual films online right now. Those are through the distributors. If we do a film festival, then we have to adapt it all ourselves. And so then it'd be us putting it online. So that's a little bit of a different learning uh, okay. curve of doing a film festival than we are, uh, you know, what we're doing right now. It's totally, totally different. So it's, that's where we're in our learning spot again.
2: Yeah. Um you can, you can use this to, to highlight the, the films that you're playing, but I am curious, uh, what have you watched recently that you really liked or that you would recommend it for someone to check out, whether it's through you or just through wherever, wherever they find their films right now?
1: Sure. Uh, I just watched one a couple of days ago that we're going to open up on the 19th. It's a smaller film. It's one of those films that would probably be in a Tuesday film for us. It's called Coup 53, and it's a documentary based on the coup of when the United States helped Bring the Shah of Iran to power uh, after national elections in 1950. I think the elections were maybe 52, but then we brought him to power in 53. And how some of that shaped uh, the Middle East and everything going on there now, uh, and and how things might have been different if we didn't overthrow a popularly elected person. So yeah, uh, highly Rick. Yeah. So if you like history, uh, watch for that one. It'll play from the 19th through September 3rd. Um but yeah, and we've had a, a documentary on uh, representative uh, John Lewis who passed away. We we've had that one since July or July 3rd, um but it's a really really good documentary and highly recommend that one if you want to learn some more on him. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of different ones planned uh so I just just encourage you to just grandcinema.com go check it out on our website and uh, we have at least pretty much two films opening every Friday uh, and the films tend to stick around since we're not limited by space in the, by four screens, sure. you know, the, each film is staying for at least two weeks typically. Yeah. Um, so if you see one opening, you got a little bit of time to do it. That.
2: Yeah. That's
1: really great. And uh,
2: is there anything that you're looking forward to? I know sometimes you, you, did you get to get to go to Sundance this year? Was that before
1: all of this? It was before all of this. Okay. So it was like one of the last, last big things. So, yeah. So, uh, so
2: what are you looking forward to that you saw there that you're looking forward to whenever it comes to Tacoma or streaming that, that people should keep an eye out for?
1: Uh, I, you know, when I go to Sundance, I see about 40 films in a week. Oh and my goodness. My, my mind is a blur. So without having that list in front of me, if I had the list in front of me, I could leaf through it really fast and say this one and this one and this one, but right offhand, I couldn't recall anything much that I saw at Sundance. Wow. Um, but you know, the, the thing that's going to be interesting in the, in the film industry is, you know, all of these, like I, we talked to Wes Anderson and, you know, a lot of other good films, uh, there's, uh, There's one I can't think of the name off of. It starred Anthony Hopkins that I did see at Sundance and Sony sunny pictures classics is going to release it. And it's Academy Award possibility for him. Uh, And it's a really, really good film. I'm not sure when it's going to come out now. That's so that's, the distributors are having to figure out, okay, this film that was going to now come out in July or August or whenever, when do they open it now? And then the films that were going to come out in December now there's maybe twice as many films coming out then because they've been pushed back but from the same respect the films are not being created right now either so there might be a little surge when places open up of films that have been backlogged and then you might have a gap for a while because people haven't been filming because the filmmakers and the the crew and so it's it's going to be really interesting to see how everything gets juggled and what the flow of everything comes out as over the next really the next two years you know it's going to affect a long period
2: yeah I there was a right before it was like the last in-person um Saturday night live they did a sketch about trying to make TV during covid times and uh, you know it's like they're 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 kissing through glass and things like that uh, okay. that, that was how they yeah. pretend how they tried to make it um, so yeah I, well, I don't know how all of that's gonna go
1: one of the, I don't know if you're like me but especially early on I'm getting away from it a little bit but when I would watch a movie Early on, during the pandemic, I would see it, and I was like, "Oh, these characters are too close." I to can't each other. handle just, it. I still it's, can't it's handle like, it. It's like you shouldn't be touching. So yeah, it's it's even
2: his, you know, things historical things, uh, you know, and yeah. I'm just like, no, no, this doesn't work. I I, I don't like it. It's really weird uh, how ingrained that is. Suddenly, just to see groups of people together. Yeah, um, Philip. One of the questions I like to ask every guest toward the end is whether there's any other uh, individual, um, art artist or artist booster or organization, arts organization that you want to give a shout out to that you really think is doing amazing work in Tacoma. Um, and you think, uh, deserves some, some kudos or recognition for what they're doing.
1: Well, I mean, it's not new, but I've, I've always been partial towards, Hilltop artists and everything that they do, and I've I've always wanted to model our film camp on what they do with glass blowing and keeping kids engaged in school. Uh, And that's that's you know I'm a a big fan of everything that they do over there. So you know they're they're having a hard time too because you you can't kids aren't in school glass blowing glass blowing is really hard to do virtually (laughs) online. So you know it's it's they need to get back at some point. And but so. Anytime people can support them, please
2: do. I've been meaning to have uh, their executive director on as well, because they were honored uh, as the like Washington nonprofit of the year or something like that this year, which is pretty exciting. So yeah, I was thinking about them even pre pandemic, but uh, that's a good, good reminder of, of the good work that they're doing. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you for that. All right. Well um, I really appreciate you spending the time to share what's happening at the grand and, and in the world of cinema, Um, keep it up I'm looking forward to uh, being able to go out to the movies again so
1: yeah just encourage everybody to keep checking grandcinema.com just on the very front page of it have a link to all of our virtual movies and watch them anytime you know you don't have to wait for a certain start time Any time of the day or night that you want to watch we're
2: there for you when the popcorn's done press play yes okay thanks Philip
1: thank you
0: Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. We Art Tacoma is part of the Channel 253 podcast network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, What Say You, and Gimme the Mic. This is Channel 253.